Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Hi, Dr. Cohen. How are you? Hi, Lauren Taylor. How are you? I am good. Uh, you're not wearing a bouffant. Your hair is curly. I'm curly today. I'm going au natural. I like it. You don't put anything in your hair. You just let it, it just does its thing. I put, uh, you know what I, you know what I actually put in my hair? I put a little bit. I like sun bum sunscreen, that banana flavored sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Do you like it? So after I, I get I out, like the... I think it makes my skin break out, but I maybe uh, I've never tried it on my hair. So I put, I put, a, I put it on my face a little bit, and then I put a drop on the sides of my on the sides of my hair. It's because I'm a weirdo because I like the smell of it. That's actually perfect for something I wanted to talk to you about today, which is like a product made for one thing used for something else. Ooh, and there you go. It's which we'll made... be getting into later in the podcast after we go over the Oscars, our pop culture for the day. Nice. I love that question. That's a very cool question, Lauren Taylor. One of the biggest pop culture events just happened, the Academy Awards. Yes. Uh, did you watch? I did. I I didn't get to I didn't tune in in the beginning, but I I think I watched the last two thirds of it or so. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to be honest with our audience. I watched it and I was looking at our ballots and then I got really bored. <laughs> and then my oh, husband and I, we were into it because we're also playing my aunt's pool. So we were looking at all the categories and then I just got bored and I stopped watching. I was like, I'll just watch the clips on YouTube in the morning. Wow. Wow. I, actually, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. No, and I'm not knocking Jim and Kimmel or anything. It was just you just realize how many categories there are. And I kind of, I was like, okay, I think I've had enough. There are a lot of categories, but I, 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 again, I think I missed a third, a third of it. And it was interesting how at the end, they kind of just banged it out. Did you notice that? Oh, you didn't no, watch it. That's the part it. I missed. We watched different parts. So together we have a whole. Together we watched the whole viewing. Oscars. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, One interesting thing at the Oscar, watching the Oscars, and I don't know if it's national commercial, but there's this song by Queen called Cool Cat. Do you know that song? Maybe. I don't know song titles. Not a lot of people know this song. And I just learned, I just discovered the song. My wife and I and our kid, she she was playing it. And then my wife and I discovered it. And it's been an earworm now that we can't get out of our heads. But there was a commercial with that song. And I was like, wow, I love that song. That's so cool. That was probably the highlight of the Oscars for me was hearing that song by Queen called Cool Cat uh, on the Oscars. Hmm. So you like the commercials. Interesting. That particular commercial because of the song. Well, I did notice it was on ABC and then a lot of stars would be getting up and doing like basically a promo for the Disney movie they were in. And I was like, what are, what is happening right now? Like, why is the Little Mermaid playing? And it would just go into a commercial. I didn't notice that. That I didn't notice. Maybe that was the earlier stuff. Yeah. Um, you didn't miss anything on that end. Mm. But you won. We only did, we bet on basically the top seven categories. And you you got five right out of seven. And I only got two. No way. <laughs> so you beat were me by two, a lot. Were the two the same? So best picture, I went in for Top Gun. And then I noticed Tom, Tom Cruise was not in the audience. So I was like, there's no way Top Gun's going to win. Right. You voted for everything everywhere all at once, which is definitely the 
safe bet that won pretty much everything. Yeah. And I personally thought Banshees of Inan Sheeran was better. So I voted for that a lot and it didn't win anything. It didn't win anything, right? Did it? I don't think it won anything. Yeah. Yeah. And we both picked Angela Bassett for supporting actress. We both lost that category. Who won that? Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yeah, that and that makes sense that Jamie Lee Curtis won. That's right. Well, after I mean, we voted before the SAG Awards, and then after the SAG Awards, I thought, yeah, she's probably going to win. She seems to be like beloved by Hollywood. She's got the momentum, and I don't think she's ever won, and she's been around for a long time. Yeah, she's never won. She's been around for a long time. So has Angela Bassett. Right, but, I, but, but Jamie I, Lee Curtis has the nepotism vote. Yeah, and also. I don't know. My cousin was like, Hollywood's not going to vote for a Marvel movie. And they didn't. That's a good point. And then what was the other category that I was wrong? Yeah, the only other one you got wrong was... Oh, you actually, when you picked the Banshees, you got it wrong. You picked Brendan Gleeson from the Banshees of Inn and Sharon for Best Supporting Actor, who he was great. And I picked Ki... I gotta say it slowly. Ki Yui Kwan from Everything Everywhere All Once. And who was right? I was right. Oh, so everything, we should have just gone with everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, if we would have just done that down the ballot, you probably would have. But did I pick Brendan Fraser? You did. You beat me. I picked Colin Farrell. You picked Brendan Uh, Fraser. You won that one. Yeah. We both picked Michelle Yeoh for Best Actress. We both got that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That was the only other one I got right. So, Good job. You know what I... So what do you owe me? A new car. <laughs> we didn't figure out. We didn't. We didn't make our bet though. I know that's too bad. You have, on to you. Fly, you have to fly out to L.A. and buy 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 me dinner. I if, next time I'm in L.A., which has to be sometime. I yeah. love to come see you and my brother. So that'll happen. There you go. That's true. What was I going to say? Um, you know what I started watching? I was home the other night for alone. Um, because Bernice was at a tennis thing and Izzy wasn't home yet. So I had a little bit of time to watch something on my own, which is rare. I never watch anymore on my own, unfortunately, because of Peloton. where I used to do it at the gym, but now I'm Pelotoning, so I'm busy Pelotoning. So I watched, I didn't get to finish it because then Izzy, then everybody got home. But I started watching, do you want to guess? A TV show. Old or new? Not brand new, but new. Hmm, what would you be watching? Not like brand spanking new, but new from this year. I don't know. I can't think of what you would be watching. What would I want to watch? Not a doctor show. You should know. You haven't seen it before, right? That's why I started watching it. And you okay. should know. I hadn't seen it. Something that a, a show that came out this year. You particularly should know because you know me. I'll give you a hint. Mafia related. Oh, is it uh, Godfather, the making of the Godfather? Yeah, the offer. Have you seen it? No, my parents liked it. My brother didn't. So I didn't know what to do with that information. Ah, well, you know, speaking of Top Gun, Miles Teller is in it. Mm -hmm. And I thought he's just great in it. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's worth watching it because of Miles Teller. Do you watch the whole thing? What is it just like a four part series or something? I don't know how many parts it is, but I didn't even finish the first episode. I, I think I saw three quarters of the first episode and then everybody came home and I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. 
but I really liked it and I would definitely want to keep watching it. Okay. It's called The Offer. All right. Yeah. And it's about the making of The Godfather and the writing of The Godfather and and the Paramount Loud and 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 it's just kind of fun and inspiring in terms of you. I think you'd be inspired and I'm inspired, you know, in terms of us wanting to try to make art still, you know. So so that's why I that's why I liked it. Awesome. Okay. Well, I will give it a shot. Yeah. The interesting thing though that I learned is guess how old Mario Puzo was when he wrote The Godfather is or when it came out he's or still something. alive, right? No, he's dead now. Oh, I don't know, 30? 49. Oh, I didn't know that. 49. Wow. Francis Ford Coppola must have been like 30, maybe younger when he made that. I'm not sure. But Puzo, when he wrote it, I think was 49 or when wow. it got published. That's great. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's promising. Was he married to Nora Ephron, who's also a writer that did Harry Met Sally? Was he the one? Puzo? Yeah. Is that, am I making that up? think you're making that up but we will have i do there is no way pujo was married to nora efron well there's no way let's take a slight pause where am i getting that from there's no way we got to check that out are you checking i'm totally wrong nicholas pelagi pelagi oh nick pelagi oh Oh, he's he's good fellas that's what it is a mob writer yeah (laughs) Oh, that's who Nora Ephron's married to? She was married to the guy that wrote Goodfellas, not Godfather. I just wow. got him in the head. Wow. Hmm. Cool. So cleared that up. But um, so you missed the beginning of the Oscars, but Jimmy Kimmel had a joke that is about something I want to talk about today. He said, when I look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? You know what that is? Yeah. Because, you know, everyone in Hollywood's so skinny, so he's making a joke that they're all on this new bad weight loss drug, which I bet some of them are. Yeah, for sure. Which just begs a lot of questions. So this drug was made, I mean, apparently Elon Musk and Chelsea Handler have admitted to taking it. And Chelsea Handler said she stopped when she realized it was intended for those people with diabetes. You know who Uh, else is taking it? Are you taking it? I took it. Yeah. No. I just recently stopped. Well, then you're great for this podcast. So tell us all about it. Tell us about this drug. Well, you talk about it first. Well, no, you know more. Like, tell us what it was. It was intended. I don't know. I know the generic name is semaglutide, and it was intended for people to control high blood sugar and people with type 2 diabetes with diet and exercise. But it's it's not an insulin, and it's not meant to make up for an insulin. Right. People who don't have insulin, that, that's type 1 diabetes, and they need to actually be on insulin. Whereas people with type 2 diabetes, their things aren't working so well, their receptors aren't working so well, the insulin isn't working so well, everything doesn't work so well. So they need to be on other medicines to kind of help augment and, and help with breaking down carbs and stuff like that. And yeah, so Ozempic was originally thought to be a good diabetic medicine. Uh, and then they were noticing all of these people that they were putting on it were losing 15% of their weight. You know, they were dropping pounds. And so more and more, you know, people started saying, huh, maybe, maybe we should start taking it. Now, just to be completely transparent, um, I, I don't know if I am anymore, but I was kind of pre-diabetic. You know, one of the ways you check your 
whether or not you have diabetes is something called the hemoglobin A1C level. It's a blood test that kind of lets you know where your glucose is range in during, you know, big picture, not just on a day-to-day thing. And I was kind of at the upper limit of normal, like, you know, one more fraction of a point than I was abnormal. And I was over, you know, I, I was overweight for me and not feeling great. And I had already started taking another diabetic medicine. And I said, and then I heard about this and I said, wow, this, this is what I need. And it helped me, uh, it helped me significantly drop weight. Now, I recently just stopped it. Um, and I want to lose more weight. So I'm actually going, um, right now I'm having this dilemma. Do I go back on it for a little bit to try to drop a little bit more weight? And, and that's where I am now in, in my life. I'm trying to decide, I wouldn't mind dropping another 10 to 15 pounds. And I'm wondering, should I go back on it or not? I, yeah, I had no idea. Isn't that it a shot too? And you hate shots? Like that's a weekly shot? I don't, I don't dislike shots. I don't like blood draws. Okay. Yeah. Shots are fine. And I, and it's like a teeny tiny itsy bitsy needle, almost like to the point where they're like, really, am I, am I getting any medicine? You know, you almost, you're almost in disbelief that this teeny tiny baby shot that you give yourself once a week is actually causing this. And the, the crazy thing is, is it causes, there are a lot of different effects that but it makes you feel full that that's the effect that it has um that it makes you kind of feel full and sometimes even like a low level of nausea but some people it's are don't tolerate it very well some people have had to stop it because it really upsets their stomach so much and causes reflux and and things like that interestingly there are people who take it who don't have any results which is kind of you know so who knows if some is a mind over matter thing or like certain people get the results and other people don't. Now, in addition to it, again, I'm on that other diabetes medicine and and I try to work out at least five, if not seven days a week. So, you know, it may, I, I don't know, I don't know if it was the combination of everything that's helped me lose weight and feel better. Uh, I certainly think it is. I, I think just doing one thing isn't enough. Uh, I, I think it's really, a, and you know, I try to be plant-based too. So I know I'm actually, I'm shocked by all this information because I know you work out and that you, you eat healthy and like, I'm sure a doctor, if you were pre-diabetic would be like, you have to stop eating all this red meat, go to Mediterranean diet and you're already there. Right. So over the years when I went plant-based, all my lab work, except for my, sh- my sugar thing went great. Like my cholesterol and all that stuff from being plant-based got amazing. And I did lose weight and I have been, you know, putting on muscle and losing weight, but I've been having trouble kind of getting over a certain hurdle that the Ozempic had me do. And now I'm afraid of gaining weight again, believe it or not. So who knows? I I don't know. I'm trying to eat the same way I was eating when I was on Ozempic. It, It made me eat less. It really makes you eat less. Well, I mean, who wouldn't want that? But then it's like, yeah, you're saying that some people do have side effects and also, so I read that it was just approved by the FDA under the brand name Wagovi. Is that what you take as a treatment for chronic obesity? But how do you get it? Like, if you're not obese, how are like how are celebrities getting it? Like, how do your doctor just can prescribe it anyways? 
I think so. And if you're willing to pay for it, you could get it. You could get it. It's it's whether or not insurance is going to approve it. Oh, so you can just ask your doctor for it. And since there haven't been proven any like severe side effects, that's your doctor would probably give it to you. You just have to pay for it. I think so. And it's not cheap. Right. Yeah. I think it's like a thousand bucks a pop. And and oh. now. Yeah. No wonder, no wonder it was just a celebrity joke. A thousand exactly. bucks a pop. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Not a shot, but like per each, you know, vial that lasts, you know, a couple of weeks or a few weeks. So what you fill up a shot yourself and give it to you? Give it it's to It's already you. in the thing. So you just dial your dose and then you and then you push the button. It's really simple. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to, I need to start working out and want to lose weight too. And you're talking about pre-diabetes is going to, I got to step it up. The interesting thing though, you know, people do weight loss surgery that definitely costs more. So um, in my mind, a shot versus a surgery, I, to me, it's a no brainer, do a shot. And I, and I don't know why people are so negative about it when the world is okay about people doing weight loss surgery. I mean, I'm just finding all of this out. My husband had mentioned the other day and then I heard about it on the Oscars and you're you're giving me a lot more information than I than I knew. So maybe people are just mad because they think it's like, yeah, something Hollywood's just doing. They're already skinny and they're already they have the money to do it. I don't know. That was kind of the debate. Like, should celebrities be honest about it? Like they're supposed to be honest about Photoshop now and like, you know. Right, right. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, it's funny. People come up to me or like, Hey, you lost a lot of weight. And I, I tell them, I, I don't say, I say it's a, for me, it's been a combination. I, and then I say, but the thing that really kind of put me over the, you know, cross the finish line has really been the Ozempic. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny. I, I had a friend who had gotten very, very overweight and, and I told him he's got to go on like dangerously overweight. And I said, you need to go on. There's a, there's two medicines. There's another one called uh, Munjaro that Eli Lilly makes. And and um, so there are these two medicines. And I said, listen, you need to go on this medicine. And he said to me, well, I'm worried about the side effects. And this is it. I said, you're going to die from being so morbidly obese. Why are you worried about the side effects? You're You're already in trouble. So he's he's he finally went on it he's losing weight he looks great you know he still has a long way to go but he's he's doing great and i'm and i'm pleased and there are a lot of you know it's interesting a lot of doctors are are like starting these weight loss clinics because of this medicine and they're capitalizing on kind of making money you know prescribing this and and helping people go on it and if i were a better businessman or smarter you know i i would uh I would uh, I would do that too, but I'm just not that smart. Well, you're a life-saving cancer surgeon, so well, thank you, you give Lord. yourself yeah. a pat on the back. Thank you. Okay, but I know I know what you're saying. That does sound like a money maker, not just uh, you know whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But and you then, never know. Like it could could be a money loss. Like if there's you know some side effects that come out in a few years or something i know i'm sure i'm sure at some point it's gonna come out that some evil horrible thing is is gonna happen i mean hopefully not like you're saying it does oh, like it could help save your friend's life like it was made right. for a reason and some of the data you know supposedly is 
people who are on it have less heart attack risks and less cardiac risks. That's some of the data I heard about it from people who are taking that medicine. So there's a lot of benefit. What actually surprises me are that less doc, like I've had to call doctors who send me patients for other things. And I'm like, listen, you need to put this patient on the medicine. And they don't even know that or, or are aware of it. And that's been really surprising to me that not every doc with patients who are diabetic or pre-diabetic um, aren't putting their patients on. I mean, how does that happen? Like, are you just like informed of every new drug as a doctor? Like you just get like a list or alerts? No, or... not at all. You have to be aware of it. But but just like you know about it, everybody at this point knows oh, right. about it. So, you know, you would think that. Yeah, it was just on the Oscars. It was an Oscar joke. So, yeah, yeah, it's been out there for a while. And a lot of plastic surgeons are talking about ozempic face. That's the big thing. What does that mean? Because everybody's dropping so much weight. Oh. Fat, and if you're not doing it, you, you know, I'm, even I'm looking a little saggier than than I used to, you know, because when you're fat, you look younger and fuller. So cosmetic surgeons or dermatologists are loving it because it's giving them more work to give filler and do stuff to these oh, patients. Oh, interesting. So they call it ozempic phase. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who's on it and who's not. So I don't want to call out any celebrities, but there were some celebrities that looked really magnificent all of a sudden. And I wonder if it was the drug. I didn't notice that, but I have to say I, I look magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for you. I mean, I think it's great that you're, maybe it's good that you're off of it though. Like just trying to trying yourself. For now, we'll see. We'll see how I, how I feel. Yeah. I'm hoping I still feel okay. All right. Well, let our audience know that's interesting. Thanks. Thanks for being honest. Look at you. There you go. Um, all right. I did not know that. So, well, we've talked about this before, but I thought I could throw this into the conversation. We've talked about how there are, there have been drugs like Viagra. We mentioned Viagra was like made for one thing. And then it was, you know, determined to be like, oh, it causes erections. It's now, you know, an erectile dysfunction drug. But it was originally, what was it originally made for? Oh, to lower blood pressure. That's what they intended it for. And it had the side effect, became Viagra, the erectile dysfunction drug. But there are other ones like Coca-Cola, who I think the, the Coca-Cola started out as a cure for morphine addiction. Remember that show, The Nick? Yeah, I love that yeah. show. But so this says Dr. John Pemberton. I don't know if that was the character's name in the show or not. But it, it sounds like him, that he was like injured in the Battle of Columbus, addicted to prescription morphine, and then or he came up with a um, with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola right? had cocaine in it. Yeah. It was marketed as a nerve tonic that relieves exhaustion. But yeah. it was cocaine. So then uh, cocaine was re removed from the product in 1903. I don't know. The Nick was supposed to be like 1900. I don't know if it was supposed to be about him or not. I don't think they drank Coke on the Nick, though. Did they have Coca-Cola? I don't remember them drinking cola or anything. Yeah, that's true. I think he just put it in stuff. I don't remember. That show got crazy. It was great. Yeah, real nuts. Um, Listerine started out as an antiseptic. It was used as a, it was supposed to be a surgical antiseptic. It was also marketed as a floor cleaner and a cure for gonorrhea until they discovered it was actually better for bad breath. And then they made a lot of money off of it. Wow. And why is it called Listerine? Does it have to do with Joseph Lister, the the um, the that's scientist? A good, that's a good question. I do not know. On our next episode, I might have that information for you. Sounds good.
um seven up which i never thought of like do you have you ever thought why is it called seven up crisp and clean and no caffeine never had it never will oh really you never had caf you never have soda no that was the advertisement for it there oh. was a commercial seven up crisp and clean and no caffeine never had it never will it's <laughs> funny i didn't know that well it apparently had a much less catchy label called bib label lifted dated lemon lime or it contained lithium really yeah a lemon lime flavored drink contained lithium a drug used in psychi psychiatric treatment of people suffering from bipolar disorder according to the new york times it contained lithium up until 1950 wow so it was kind of used to like sedate people a little bit yes and they think i guess i don't know if seven ups ever come out with this but they think the seven in the name refers to lithium's atomic mass and up could be to do with improved mood so ah, I know I, was like, cool. I, I never, love that Lauren yeah that is very cool I know I was like I never thought about it but yeah so it was I think a drink for bipolar people originally with lithium in it yeah. huh. so now today it doesn't contain it obviously um Rogaine I think you've talked about Rogaine before it was originally I know you don't use Rogaine but I feel like we talked about it on the show before how it was it was intended as a blood pressure treatment but then they noticed started making people grow hair sometimes in like places they didn't want to grow hair like on their back mm. and different stuff but then they you know changed it and commercialized it into Rogaine right so it's not used for high blood pressure medicine anymore nope those are all the the medical ones that I found medical related ones that I found that were were intended for something it became something else it became that unbubbly beverage your kids can drink <laughs> there you go I love that that's great so that's all I have for that. But, um, oh, have you finished The Last of Us yet? No, I still haven't watched more than those few episodes. I think we're trying to finish watching The Boys, and then I think we'll go to The Last of Us. Okay, because The Last of Us just ended, and there's been on Reddit from medical students a big debate about the ending. Ooh, so I got to watch it. I'd love to do an episode with you about it. It's okay, about... It's about medical ethics. That's not ruining anything for you. But. Okay. Okay. Good. I like that. All right. Well, so just we always end with like what we're watching. So I just finished The Last of Us. And I just kind of started the offer. Um, but uh, I do need to watch The Last of Us and we're finishing The Boys. The Boys. Season three. You're watching it with your whole fam. That's cute. Yeah, exactly. Which is a totally inappropriate, ridiculous. <laughs> but we are nonetheless. Uh, that's cute in a way. You know what I just watched though, um, before the Oscars in honor of the Oscars, with mm -hmm. my youngest daughter, we watched GI Jane. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's a that's like a good joke, but you're being serious. No, I'm being dead serious. That, that's what made me think of watching it because I think it's such a great movie. It's basically a female Top Gun, women empowering. So I wanted my kid to see. I love that movie. I love Viggo Mortensen. I love Demi Moore in it. And so I wanted her to see it. But the inspiration was the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie, too. I didn't really think it was like such an insult. But... No. Yeah. But it's one of those movies that whenever it's on, I love watching it. It's just such a great. I think it's just such a great, great movie. I, yeah. I really love that movie. It's like female empowerment. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. That's funny, though, that that's what you watched. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a good rest of your March. Mm-hmm.
and summer is coming, not winter. We're going to skip right over spring. spring. Summer is coming. Yes, summer is coming. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.